0: When we were in Munich, we saw a musical called *Der Medicus*, mm. which is based on an American novel called *The Physician*. Oh, I thought it was a British novel. I had no, no idea. No, the yeah. guy lives in New England, and so it's oh about a guy from Old England going to uh, Persia. To learn
1: real medicine because it becomes the a prince, can travel back in time with a magic yeah. knife.
0: Like the the second number is just of the doc, the English doctor that he's apprenticing under giving out, you know, fake cures for things. And everyone has diarrhea. It was a
1: diarrhea song. It was. It was a diarrhea song. And then, oh, uh, yeah. and then he and then he sings a song about how he's going places, man. And then his mom dies. Yeah. It's so amazing how goes, much of that I
2: blacked out.
1: <laughs> the craziest thing about this production uh is that uh jack and i did not realize the applause traditions jesus uh in germany
3: oh i gotta hear about and, this and
1: specifically as they
0: apply to musicals Let's hear it.
1: so in america everything is pretty much set on like a timer and i think also maybe in the uk too it's like uh the audience will applaud and regardless of how loud they applaud uh, the bows will happen and the next people come up and the bows will happen and then the right. curtain will close and the show will be over. Right. In Germany they don't leave the stage until you've stopped clapping.
2: It is oh, a wow. game of chicken. So <laughs>
4: they have, they have uh,
0: multiple types of curtain calls like they do it in different orders each time or sometimes it's like just the leads bow again. There's like a whole choreography. They must spend a whole day working on okay what are we going to do for the curtain call they're
2: Like there was choreography like bow number yeah, 6 so, had a different dance than bows 1 through 5 Yeah
0: so the music the musicals always have some sort of encore number Dance of the Vampires of course famously has the number where they come out there's no more set they're just wearing silver like vests and singing in English uh, and the 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 it sounds the like this had something had. like that too Yeah Damedico's had uh, a similar thing and we're just sitting there i i am i'm familiar with this i had seen a lot of plays in germany before and everyone's just still clap i had also performed in germany before and well germans just like the hungarians do the the iron clap where they all start clapping in unison not to the beat of the song very emphatically not no. to the beat of the no, song no, no, they no. Just will start make their clapping own beat, in unison yes, and yeah. you will follow
1: it <laughs> Uh, and I, this lasted conservatively 15 to 20 at minutes least, no
2: way at so least, long. straight up yeah, I yeah. thought I was losing my goddamn mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> jack, jack started screaming stop make it
2: stop like mid-way I looked around I was like this is not this is and everyone seemed like totally like it was just like blank faces all around like no they weren't enjoying it no they one were was too having,
1: like a good time. There were <laughs> no, two no, people that clapping show, not in for the sake of clapping. <laughs> there were two college kids in front of us who were just baffled by the whole show. Yeah, but they were, were on the was entertained level, by the three they of us. were on us. the
0: same level as us, but everybody else was like a, a suburban, like, 50-year-old. Oh. And they, they ate it up. They loved, oh, they loved it. it. They
1: loved the brown face in that show. <laughs> oh Let God, me tell you. Yeah.
3: Welcome to the Worst of All Possible Worlds, the first and only podcast willing to confront the traditions of the German musical theater. I'm the Worst of All Possible Joshes. I'm the Worst of All Possible AJs. And I'm the Worst of All Possible Brian's. And joining us today, a good friend of
0: ours. An actor, a writer, a longtime employee of NBC.
3: And the only man from Ohio who I respect, Jack Gilbert.
1: (laughs) He's wearing an Ohio sweatshirt right now. I am. Uh, Ohio University sweatshirt? That's the one. It's the Ohio University. No, that's the other mm-hmm. one.
2: Nope. <laughs> so,
3: nope.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's...
3: Uh... It's the Batman. Hey, because we're going to be talking about a goofy little game, and I think you have some thoughts on it.
2: Yeah. Well, I met Brian and AJ. Just We found each other in Germany. And (laughs) swap numbers. Uh, Your English
1: English has gotten so good, Jack.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Um, he's from Ohio, comma, Germany. Yeah. Ohio, yeah. Well there's many Germans in Ohio and vice versa. uh and <laughs> I followed them back. Jack <laughs>
0: actually brought COVID-19 to the United States. Patient zero. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Um no, but seriously, yeah. I mean, we we all uh know each other largely through a theater, which we've talked about many times mm-hmm. and we'll never name directly on this show when AJ and I were talking about putting together an episode about this game, immediately he was like, "I know just the guy." So we're very excited to have you here today.
2: Yay. What 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 made you pick this game like was it the remake the remaster i should say that or what what brought it on your radar cuz it's not a new game i mean
1: well this game has haunted me <laughs> since it's release in 2010 and it's a game that constantly is brought up. I think in the same kind of breath of heavy rain, in that mm-hmm. it's like it what it revolutionized storytelling and gaming. And I I've always kind of felt like I was I was going crazy because I played through this game and I thought the storytelling was quite bad. And. Everyone around me was saying how, how great it was. And I I was just like, I must have missed the reference points. Do you know what I mean? I've never read Stephen King before. I had not seen Twin Peaks at the time. I am watching it right now, which is a huge trip playing Alan Wake because some locations I think are like just dancing on the knife's edge of copyright. Uh, that was why I wanted to do an episode on Alan Wake because I was trying to identify why control worked for me more than Alan Wake did. And I thought it would be an interesting game to revisit because we do like talking about storytelling in games.
3: And I I hate
1: this game. <laughs> I hate this game so, so much.
3: I, I I sort of am in a similar boat. You know, I um, got Alan Wake on Steam years and years and years ago. And it was for many of the same reasons. I'd heard about the quality of the storytelling and, uh, you know, those sorts of things. I've also always tried to play remedy games and just felt myself like slipping off of them. So I was like, you know what? If I just play it for the show, then I'll be able to really play all the way through it. And uh, I also hated it. I think I hated it even more than AJ. Um, But I think that that is correct. (laughs) I think that the ways in which it fails narratively are actually kind of interesting and uh, by and large thought it would be worth discussing on the show. I think before we start talking about Alan Wake, yeah, one of the biggest references to – sort of that this, that this game lives in and one of its biggest allusions is to the world of Stephen King and his novels. And It's the opening know, quote w- of the we, game. We, yeah. When yeah. we
0: start the game, we see Alan driving down the road and he says, Stephen King
4: once said yeah. that nightmares <laughs> exist outside of logic so, and uh, there's little fun to be had in explanations. <laughs> They're antithetical to the poetry of fear.
3: And then the game in spends the rest story, of the time. The victim
4: keeps asking why, but there can be no explanation, and there what? shouldn't be one. Hey. <laughs> the unanswered mystery oh, no. is what oh, stays God. with us the longest. <laughs> oh, oh, and it's back. what we'll remember I'm, in the end. I'm right back. My I'm name right back is, in is oh. Alan Wake. I'm a writer.
3: It, 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 it's like the, the way that it does this, like it sets this up and then it, it spends the rest of the game <laughs> in rather exhausting detail explaining its own internal logic, which Extended is explaining everything. Everyone
4: said that my writing <laughs> is like when you up. get the french fries at McDonald's and then those last fries are at the bottom <laughs> of the bag. Sure, it's not high cuisine, but they're the best damn french fries <laughs> you'll ever have.
0: Especially when he just starts narrating in yeah. the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he's, he's just over talking over someone
4: to, else. Yeah, and AJ started mentioning that he was talking over other people. Yeah, it, it it of, really, I thought you know, to myself, maybe this is because he is afraid of the dark.
3: it really is exactly <laughs> Brian that delivery. It's like it's it's, so, it's totally it's inflexible. So intense, it just like yeah. goes like I found straight myself through in everything. a town that I
1: couldn't quite explain. it found <laughs> me at the bottom of the well. I found the well to be very dark and foreboding. I am Alan Wake. Like there's no yeah. like it's just one long run-on sentence. Would you say that the writing in C? King's novels is better than Alan Wake's writing or would you say it's basically on par is it like a good pastiche of it
2: it's zero percent is a pastiche it's I I was reminded <laughs> it's so funny you were like you like Stephen King you'll like play this game and, and help us figure this out I found, <laughs> aside from the two quotes I found almost zero
0: mm, excuse me there's zero. a man named there was a man named Mr. Maine
2: <laughs> <There sure laughs> <was>. yeah that's <laughs> true it is so, but it's, it's so much more. And I'm a huge Twin Peaks nerd and like right. they borrow so much more from Twin Peaks. So like, oh, yeah. It, if I, aside from the fact he's a horror writer, it seemed like just such a, uh, it had nothing, like I didn't even know why he was
1: quoting Tw- Stephen King. The other thing is that he's actually, he's not a horror writer. Which is the other thing I had forgotten since originally playing it. Um, I played the remaster. They've remastered Uh, the game. They're releasing it in anticipation of Alan Wake 2 that is mm -hmm. coming out uh, pretty soon. There was also a DLC in control where you were able to actually go back to um, Alan Wake town of Bright Falls uh, and solve, I guess, another mystery. I don't know. I didn't play it. Did you play that DLC, Jack? So I'm
2: playing it right now, actually. Who's the psychiatrist from Alan Wake?
1: Uh, Hartman, Dr. Um. Hartman.
2: Hartman, uh, they've like he has become this horrible monster and the people in control have captured him and he's escaped. And so you have to, like, take down Hartman.
3: The whole game starts out basically in media res. Uh, Ellen's car uh, has been wrecked. There was a hitchhiker who, like, stood in the way of the car. And oh, no. And he's like, I realized the hitchhiker was (laughs) part of my story.
1: (laughs) He also opens this nightmare sequence with the line. It was wild and dark and weird, even by my standards. (laughs) And I can't... Oh, first of all, it's like the nozzle was given its own video yeah, game in terms yeah, of delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The nozzle, the nozzle especially is that like bright flashing light that gives you instructions. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> Alan, uh, please go forward. Follow the light. <laughs> I am
3: yeah. the nozzle. And that and that voice is uh, something that basically leads us through a gameplay mechanics tutorial. It's one of these horrible like contrived. Yeah. Here so I am to move through the game. Kind such of bullshit. A, it's <laughs> such
0: a great like that that generation, like having a tutorial before the game starts, and the game actually does a good job teaching you each thing piece by piece, but it's like no, we have to start with a nightmare that he has, that he describes as being like a nightmare (laughs) like a nightmare
3: After we accomplish this whole movement tutorial, which is basically teaching the mechanics of the game, core things are you run around, you dodge attacks, you get a flashlight, and uh, in order to defeat the guys, you have to focus your flashlight on the guys, and then you have to shoot them with bullets until they explode. Um, but
0: which, you already but, uh, have the flashlight.
3: Also, I have a question
2: about that mechanic. Yes. That I've, yes, yeah. What in God's name does it mean to focus a flashlight?
3: I
4: have
1: no idea.
3: Is that just I, like... It's real. It's a real thing. Like, have you ever had like one of those big mag lights? Like uh-huh. the mag lights, you can like well, you can twist. twist it. Yeah, but it doesn't absorb more battery power. Well, you, like, know, what they, do you
2: know. have to.
0: No, you <laughs> no. have to focus it on them while they stand there, and then you tell them to step upstage stage two steps, right. and they hold up their hand, right. and then you check the focus again. Right, uh-huh. and then mm. if, uh-huh. if yeah, that's it,
3: how you focus lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I also, it's I a like theater to imagine, joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd like to imagine that as Alan Wake is holding the flashlight like harder, he's going ooh. <laughs> Like, like, really squeezing that thing for all is, it's worth. Is,
0: is one of the late game upgrades you just get a Fresnel lens? <laughs>
1: Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: you just get bigger flashlight. Yeah. Flashlights, which I didn't notice anything better about them, but... Uh,
0: they
3: they wear down resistance flashlight. faster when you have a bigger uh, flashlight. I like that they
0: were like, okay, we're gonna do the Luigi's Mansion... Mechanic, yeah, yes. but it's
3: a gun now. Because yes, this yeah. is the core mechanic of the game. This yes. is what you will be spending ten hours doing. You will, you, will, you will shine a flashlight at a guy and wait for that guy's little circle to go from being really big around it to being really little around it until it flashes. And then, at the point that you flashes, you can shoot the guy. And then you have to shoot him a bunch. You have to shoot him a bunch of times. Bullet sponges. Like a
0: ton of a ton of, of gunshots to someone who is just a guy.
2: Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Can I also point out that you're an out of shape. You can't outrun these things. No. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though the game wants you, you to at certain points. Yeah, but they catch up to you so easily. So you have mm-hmm. to deal with all of these never ending bad guys constantly.
1: Alan Wake is so out of shape that you can hold the run button for conservatively like four seconds. Mm-hmm. And Reliable. then he's too that's tired. Is, and he just starts no, that's to try. fine. I, I think that's, that's
0: perfect. That's normal, actually. That's an ordinary thing for for a guy like me, like Alan, I mean. Oh,
1: (laughs) no,
4: no, sure,
0: in real life, sure. I'm I'm making an Alan Wake sequel where he's a podcaster. Nice. Brian (laughs) is
4: running away from the bad guys. (laughs) My name is Brian Alford and I'm a podcaster.
3: (laughs) So, Jack, would you describe the core gameplay loop as fun? How would you describe it? It's it's funny, like, my, I I don't
2: play these kinds of games that often, so I was Mm -hmm. like, I was a little unsure if it was just me being out of touch. With this style or something, I was like, "This kid, no, this was not fun to me." It was also (laughs) spooky. I don't play spooky games. It was, it was, it was. I I like. I play games to like the power fantasy.
0: Was this, was this spooky to you?
2: Oh, yeah. It was like jump really? scary. I don't like it. was just very dark. OK, so um, jump
1: scares. That's that's fair. Yeah, I've played other horror games. I'm actually I can't do jump scares in movies or in any other medium but video games, because in video games I can run away or mm-hmm. I can kill the mm-hmm. thing coming after me like actively. Uh, and somehow I'm just able to handle it better. But the actual horror mechanics of this game are uh, so much better handled in games like Resident Evil.
3: Like at first for the first whole episode. No, of this thing, I'm sorry. I. I. I'm going to let you finish, but I have yeah. a real problem with that <laughs> assertion. But go, go ahead. Go ahead. The thing
1: that backs me up on the Resident Evil stuff is the camp value. So for as scary as Resident Evil is, it is also just entirely camp, even in the most serious version. It's camp in Alan Wake. It is a... Uh, it's like trying to be camp. W- at or, or first, something. Mm-hmm. At first. Yeah. That whole first episode, I'm like, maybe I was just in 2010, I was coming oh, in Let's lay this out.
0: These are episodes, not chapters. Yes. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, though- the whole story of Alan Wake is a book that is now real, like in that Will Ferrell movie, but it's episodes. Much
3: mm-hmm. like all other good books. I love to yeah. open up my book to episode three and read it. Mm.
1: My name is Harold Crick. Uh, that's this Will Ferrell's character's name in that movie. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Did the, I like that movie. I oh, was oh, the
4: screenwriter of Stranger Than Fiction once said that fear is No, no Yeah, that's good. So I thought that, like in
1: 2010, uh, I saw all these reviews saying that this was like the next step forward in video games. Right. right. This was going to be like the yeah. next big narrative jump. So when well, and I there's there's also big like
0: technical stuff that's going on. You know, all the objects that are flying around all the time. You know, oh, sure. actual physics objects. And the light and everything was pretty pretty spectacular for that moment. Right. Although, that, I think it also gets overstated.
1: Yeah, no, sure. Uh, but, the, I mean, it was a game that I was like, this was going to be like the next, next big narrative jump yeah. forward. And that's why I, I didn't think the story was so good. And then sure. when I started replaying it for the remaster, I was like, oh, maybe I was engaging with the game wrong. Maybe this is just high camp. Maybe right. this is just like a really campy, fun horror time. And then the next five episodes episodes disproved
3: that entirely yeah it it, it takes itself too seriously to really be that and um i think the best way for us to really unpack that narrative is just going to be to start talking about it so after we have this whole movement tutorial and we learn about the core gameplay loop Which again I
4: learned about pushing The analog stick forward Yes
3: Stephen King once wrote Frustration
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's it He stopped writing after that
3: Now we hear Something that we will be Hearing a few times Throughout this game Which is a voice saying Alan wake up And uh Ah mm, Alan wake Get it Um And apparently The whole thing that we Just experienced Was just a nightmare Which we know was a nightmare Because he told us that He would not stop telling us It was a nightmare uh, (laughs) Alan is taking a vacation to the pacific northwest with his hot wife to fix his writer's block he hasn't been able to write in two years so uh we have a pretty extensive series of like walking simulator times uh mm-hmm. alan takes the theory into town he meets a local radio host we go to a diner the exact same diner from twin peaks absolutely yep. it's the everyone diner from twin everyone peaks.
0: knows who
2: alan wake is yep
1: like There's there's a cardboard
2: standout of him. There's a cardboard
1: cutout of Alan,
3: yes. Within this diner, we meet a few other, we meet basically our other dramatis persona, at least many of them. We've got Rose, who's a waitress. We've got Um, the Anderson brothers, they're in a band. Tor and Odin. Yes. We've got Cynthia Weaver, who is just the log lady from Twin Peaks, except she carries a lantern rather than a log. She's the lamp lady. We also get uh, a woman who's creepy, who we come across. Uh, uh Uh-oh, spooky, creepy, dark lady. Ah, she's shrouded in black oh no Alan and his wife uh get keys to a cabin from this lady but it turns out they got the keys to the wrong cabin oh no they, they got to this diner because they were supposed to meet some uh, specifically a, a
2: guy there um, carl stuckey instead of waiting for this person he takes it on himself to go look for him in the bathroom which is a, a strange decision in and of itself and then this woman accosts him in the dark and then says no i have a key for you which is also like you would think because everyone clearly knows him. That's been established that yeah. he would not just take a key from a complete stranger. Because yeah, it's
3: just this random
1: lady. He is yes. the most important man in the universe.
2: It's not like he's like an anonymous person. He's like, oh, she knows my name. Clearly, like Stucky, like everyone knows his name. Like,
0: And he's like, here I am on my normal vacation <laughs> uh-huh. uh, trying to meet a guy named Carl Stucky. And then a Victorian widow has just walked up to me and handed me a key
4: while outside speaking in poetic verse. Right.
0: While another lady outside of the bathroom or like in by the bathrooms is screaming,
4: don't go in there. It's <laughs>
2: As there's a cardboard cutout of myself by the front door. Yeah, it's but also just like, facing you should probably board. not go back there.
4: My mother told me if you ever meet a Victorian widow, always take her keys. Yeah, this is
3: just super duper normal stuff that a normal guy would do normal things with. in um, well, the game did
2: disarm me by asking me to play Harry uh, Nilsson. Was that song that the, the oh, tour? Lime
3: and the Coconut? Yeah. Nelson After Alan takes the key from the spooky lady, uh, they drive off, Ooh. and uh oh, Carl's here. Carl's like, "Hey, you forgot your key. Oh no! Ah, I hope oh. I don't have to
1: fight you later." And, <laughs> and and this was made by like, a Remedy is a Finnish gaming company, and right. all, this game was written by a Finnish man named Sam Lake. So Remedy made the first
0: two Max Payne games. And of course, Max Payne, the original Max Payne, was just like, what if we did The Matrix, but it actually is a video game and not just a movie that feels like a video game? And they succeeded and they got, you know, they made a sequel and then they got into this weird, like, contract deal with with Microsoft for years and years and years and years from, like, 2003 to 2010 when right. they finally released Alan Wake.
3: And Max yeah. Payne 2 was uh, more of a noir. It was, And, and this is something yeah. that then Remedy has sort of made a cornerstone of the work that they do. I mean, they really for a Finnish studio, sure do have an interesting obsession with, like, American pop culture and American cinema specifically.
0: There's not a single uh, green pig or angry bird. Well, there are a lot of angry birds, actually, I take that back. This game
3: is, like, at least 40% angry birds. I feel like some of what's going on here particularly when we see these like scenes of classic Americana, we've got the diner, we've got the forests, we've got all this shit. It is an understanding of America that is strictly through the lens of popular culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the distance between what the thing really is and what their perception of the thing is, is part of what gives this game a sort of uncanny feeling. It sort of reminds me of like Deadly Premonition, which is another game that is based Mm -hmm. on Twin Peaks that takes a look at it from a Japanese perspective. But these games... It, whereas Deadly Premonition is very aware, I think, of what it is in many ways. Ellen yeah. Wake is not. Uh, it yeah. is not a self-aware game, in it's, my opinion. It's
0: more like, yeah, it's more like The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which is a Polish game, if I remember correctly. And it's set in Wisconsin, but mm. you're surrounded by, like, mountains. Sure.
4: Yeah, the famous mountains of <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah.
2: So you're saying it's like a copy of a copy kind of thing. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's like a yeah. you know, telephone that's, like, one person too removed for it to, like, actually kind of work.
1: Yeah, and it is funny because when you listen to the commentary, because there's a commentary track, uh, both on the original game and the remaster, I found out, uh, that Sam Lake himself did. And the one the most prevalent thing that comes forward is that he grew up with a lot of American pop culture and was super into comic books and American TV and American movies. And this game specifically was based a lot, of, obviously, on Twin Peaks, but also on Lost. He was fascinated oh. by everyone watching DVDs at the time uh, yeah, that's of, where we went. It's and he, he was like well that would make like a perfect video game idea right you would end with a cliffhanger but they didn't release this episodically though right no it just it came as one months. game yeah. so you would play it so you play it through and then it just says next to, uh, previously on Alan Wigg it's like well I just did that I was sitting was there that,
0: was that the idea was it going to be
1: released as an episodic game no. initially it was like, going to be open world yeah huh, that's really? the crazy part there's yeah. a version of this game the original version of this game that I think would have been actually really really cool but
0: no, I can't imagine out of time. with
1: the existing features they had making it open world would have made
0: it with
2: these uh, goddamn car driving mechanics (laughs) absolutely not
3: Yes. Oh, man. And we will get there. Um, Jesus. Before we get there, we might as well go back into sort of now what is our first, you know, they've taken off the training wheels and put you into an actual combat situation, right? It's it's spooky time. It's nighttime. Yeah. So we're at this
0: cabin on an island. But who gave him directions there? It's a yeah, right. Because no one apparently on the
1: key, Jack. Yeah. This (laughs) this island
0: doesn't exist, but they're at this this cabin there. And uh, Alan helpfully tells us that it's a caldera, uh, because he doesn't know how to say caldera. <laughs> and
3: say oh, oh, I thought he was just mispronouncing
0: cauldron. <laughs> no, it's a caldera, yeah. which, I mean, does mean cauldron. Um, sure. It's volcanic. Anyway, that's Culture.
2: I'm from New Mexico.
0: I know so much about geology because we don't have any plans. Is right, Brian? this now? This is uh, your average New Mexican. Yeah, that um, is what they sound like. That's
3: the classic <laughs> New Mexico accent. I, remember I, heard I was just
0: driving up to Santa Fe. <laughs> I
3: remember this from Breaking Bad. They all talk about
2: yeah.
1: this. <laughs> <AJ Tickets>. Jesse,
2: <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We gotta make some math. Note to self,
1: <laughs> average New Mexican man
3: commercial <laughs> underline times
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh am I
3: gonna
1: get to record one of these
3: but yeah down at the uh, down at the lake at cauldron Lake they get to the cabin Ellen's wife is afraid of the dark we learn and um, <laughs> that af- is her one character trait that is her yep. literal one thing and uh, after a series of spooky events uh, she ends up falling into the lake a lake that Alan Wake describes
1: as and I quote, The water was clear and dark. It looked very deep. (laughs) This is a writer... (laughs) <laughs> this man is a professional <laughs> writer.
0: There's a point where they uh, apprehend him a little bit later on, and one guy says, uh, whatever, shut up, Dan Brown. And I was like, oh, actually, yes. That yeah.
3: Guy, yeah. Guy, that guy, yeah. Just fucking up. guy who just keeps naming authors. Oh, so he calls him, he calls him HP
0: Lovecraft, and I thought he said HP Lovecraft, and I thought, oh, that's oh, funny. Yeah, that's and then a good I realized,
1: one. Nah. Um, he like, okay, just said okay, James Joyce,
3: <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> you wish. So uh, I wish. After uh, Alan falls into the lake, more like Alan in Lake, hey, uh, he, 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 he then yeah. wakes up again um. and uh, it's time to walk through the woods, folks. Uh, it's time to do the thing that this game is known for.
2: <laughs> tiptoe through the tulips. Well, real quick point, of I just want to also say that the reason that his wife fell into the lake, they had an argument because she had brought him there under ulterior motives, Right, correct? false pretenses. False pre-tenses. He found out that's 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 right. She wants him to go to a psychiatrist there. Right. Um, which Dr. Hartman, yes. Uh-huh. Right. And he gets pissed and off she- and starts to storm out, but then the lights and go she out. also
0: like, yeah, and she wants him to write more, and he just doesn't want to right. write more, which
2: is so shitty. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he 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 just wants to play because before that he's been all work.
3: Right. Yeah. Don't do you don't want him to be a dull boy. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. So Alan walks through the woods for. I don't know odd wow. uh, reasons, um, <laughs> and he then comes across Stucky, the guy from before, the guy who mm-hmm. had the keys to the correct cabin, but something's a little bit different about him.
0: Oh, is he, is he just? Is it like how they named a guy Maine because of the Stephen King state? Like, it, it, does Stephen King ever talk about Stuckies at some point? Not even to my that's not in no. New England. Yeah, okay. No, None it's of just these... like here's here's an American thing, Stuckies. <laughs>
1: Huh. Yeah. I, I'm James Piggly Wiggly. I think um, <laughs> the only connection I could like really draw to King's work is the fact that it is a writer who the the game tries to convince you at multiple times is just alone on an island with his wife going crazy mm-hmm. and yeah. that he may have murdered her.
4: Yeah, and, I think yeah.
2: yeah. I think The Shining is the only thing yeah. that even comes kind of close to the storyline. I mean King doesn't really have any like cabin in the woods kind of stories that I could, you know, like uh, short stories. Isn't, isn't, go.
1: isn't Dreamcatcher
2: a uh, oh, Okay, spell? that's a fair one, but that's like aliens and that's that's a whole yeah. different You know who
1: loves Dreamcatcher? My mother. My mom <laughs> loves Dreamcatcher with such a passion. She she was reading it and she came up and I asked her how the book was, and she said, Oh, Stephen King's so great. There's a moment and she like leaned in conspiratorially and said, There's a moment where the aliens get inside their bodies through their assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And she laughed hysterically. And I was like, I I guess I should probably read a Stephen King novel. Glad you're having fun, Mom. Absolutely. (laughs) Because you know who wasn't having fun? Me while playing Alan Wake. That's (laughs) right. So we're in the woods.
3: Yes, we're in the woods. Uh, Stucky is now looking a little different. Uh, Something strange is going on with him, and uh, he seems to be enshrouded in the same sort of darkness that the hitchhiker was shrouded in earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's like a Mm. sort of boss fight with him in the lumberyard, and then we keep walking in the fucking woods, uh, and eventually we get to a gas Station at the gas station we learn that A, it's been a week since the events that just happened where he blacked out, and B for, some, while, reason, for, for some, some, some reason for some reason it's
0: been a week. And B It's been a week and the cabin doesn't exist. The cabin doesn't
3: exist. Oh wow, uh, it's mm-hmm. never existed. It's been gone since the fucking seventies or some shit. Uh, uh, uh. It was mad. Uh. It was a-
0: there, it's Brian. If you want to catch the rest of this episode, it's a premium one, so you have to head on over to our Patreon if you really, really want to hear Alan Wake completely destroy all of us. Anyway. uh, If you don't want to do that, I guess you could just listen to the rest of the music. Um,
4: I can do my Alan Wake voice. I... I'm gonna. I'm. I'm definitely hurting myself by doing this. You. You're not still listening, are you? Okay. Good. You're going over to Patreon. We We. Good. Good. I love that you're going over to Patreon.
0: This is not funny, I'm gonna delete it.